0: to amplify the revolution her podcast dedicated to uplifting empowering and amplifying women's voices globally
1: Our community is a powerful collective of women who are ready to live the lives they always dreamed they would. Together, our strength as inspiring and ambitious women is truly unstoppable. I'm Maria Locker, founder and CEO of Revolution Her. And I'm your co-host,
0: Grace Moores, founding partner of Revolution Her. Today, we're talking about how to show up authentically with Natalie Amlani.
1: Now, Natalie is a brand photographer, creative director, soulpreneur, podcast host, and founder of Pictonat Photography. She empowers entrepreneurs to go from uncomfortable to comfortable in front of the camera, and then together, her and her clients strategically create at least three months of magnetic visual content from just one photo shoot. Natalie has helped over a hundred entrepreneurs showcase the beauty of their brand inside and out, resulting in increased visibility, scaled leads, and deepened connections. And her photos are gorgeous. <laughs> Please help us welcome Natalie and Lanny.
2: Yay! Thank you so much for having me, Maria and Grace. It's it's such a pleasure. I'm so excited. Uh,
1: thank you so much for being here. We can't wait to chat with you. We've been big fans of your work for quite a while, and we love having you as part of our Revolution Her community. I'm just so excited to dive into this topic of showing up authentically. So <laughs> we're going to dive right in. We're going to just start right at the beginning. I'm going to go first. Um, you know, I want to start really at the beginning of your journey as a photographer you know, a lot of women start in different ways. I'd love for you to share with our listeners how you started and what led you to doing brand photography as well.
2: Yes, for sure. So it was definitely an unexpected path. Um, I did photography as a hobby when I was working at the bank. So I was working long hours at the bank doing project management. And then after work, I would kind of you know, go and take photography classes. And that was my creative outlet. And then I found that I enjoyed it so much that I kept going, I would do all the courses, I did the certificate. And I was like, maybe I'll do some, you know, photo shoots for like events and stuff like that on the side, like on the weekends. Mm -hmm. So I did that. And then um, I found that when I became a mom, and I had kids, I, and then I was on maternity leave. That was when there was like these, these nudges speaking to me, like, what if you did this full time for people? You know, like, what if you um, pursued your passion and did what you really wanted? And I was like, no, I don't know. It's <laughs> It sounded kind <laughs> of like, I don't know if I could do that. What I know is going, working at the bank and I really enjoyed it and going home and spending time with my family. But by the time my second maternity leave came around, my time, you know, to do and pursue my creative passions became less and less because it was hard to juggle being in a corporate environment. And I used to work overtime all the time. So now I couldn't really work overtime because I had to take care of the kids. And yeah, so... I found that I started connecting to people who were entrepreneurs. And I think that talking to people and just being around the possibility. Started to plant seeds. Mm. And I was like, maybe I could do this. And I remember I was talking to my husband. I'm like, I would love to just try. And he's like, I'll just buy the domain for you. And, you know, we could set up your website. Let's just do it. And I had um, taken web design in my um, undergrad in university. So I set up my own website. (laughs) I was like, okay, let's just (laughs) do it. Um, And then it just happened from there. And honestly, What it took was uh, someone in my um, mom's group. So I was part of this mom's group, Mommy Connections. They gave me an opportunity to do photos for their community. She was like, oh, you like photography? Do you want to do photo day for our mom and baby group? And I was like, really? Okay. (laughs) And that honestly was how it skyrocketed. And from there, I got a business coach. Um, I learned how to price myself um, because making the shift from like a corporate environment where I'm given a mandate and kind of outlined what to do and then becoming an entrepreneur and not having that mandate I almost have to like create it myself or learn how to Market myself and price myself was something that I leaned into like community and coaching to really help me um so yeah and then here I am here today
0: yeah. Wow. <laughs> you are. I love that. I love that you had those nudges that you knew that there was a calling and um, and obviously having the support from your husband too, in order to, to make that first step and, and to make that break. That's um, that's so exciting. I love hearing stories like that. So, um, you know, and we hear a lot about being and showing up and being authentic. And so, especially in In the world of social media too, there's all this talk about um, being authentic and, and showing up. So how are you able to help others work out what that means for them as a photographer?
2: I find that a lot of it is from personal experience. So for example, when I first started off uh, as a photographer, I had to choose the type of photography I'd focus on. So um, I originally kind of aspired to be a wedding photographer, so storytelling for couples, but the hours were like all weekends evenings Mm -hmm. and I had two young kids so I'm like okay that's not gonna work so then I spoke to a few other photographers and then they're like you should do newborn photography and kids I'm like okay I can do it so then I started practicing the art of newborn photography and I I trained um, and a lot of that is very artistic right but from my own personal experience of getting um, our own newborn photo shoot done, I remember how it made me feel. Like I was tired. And like the last thing that I can imagine was showing up beyond camera when I had no sleep. But I remember seeing the images and seeing myself with my like child, like baby, was the most amazing feeling I've ever had. I was like, oh my gosh, I want to be able to do that for other people. And then also um you know, marketing myself, I had to get headshots and kind of showcase myself. And I realized the importance of doing that and also how it made me feel when I put myself out there online. So when I first started my business, no one knew anything about me. I actually didn't share anything about me. I just focused on showcasing my work, my photos, focusing on my clients, almost like, you know, like thinking that my art will like sell itself. (laughs) And um, I almost felt uncomfortable showing up because I was like, well, why would, you know, why does it matter? you know, people just want to pick me because of like what I produce. And then um, that's when I started to kind of learn more about social media and marketing. And I do have a background in business. Like I did my MBA and when I was at the bank, there was a lot of strategy, but there isn't a lot of focus on like selling yourself per se. Mm -hmm. So this is all things that I had to learn from my own personal experience. So through like attending like conferences, being in community and learning from other people and other like and other entrepreneurs and watching people like how they marketed themselves I started to realize like I have to showcase myself wow. and um I remember like although I started off doing family photography I really like because because I love marketing I would always walk by there's this children's clothing store in my neighborhood and I'm like I would love to do their marketing photos one day mm-hmm. and I remember and then one day just happened they're like do you, do you want to do like our kids' fashion photo shoot for our store? I was like, okay. And then I was like, we should make sure to market you as well because their story was amazing, like so interesting. And I was like, if people knew about their story, imagine, imagine how much of a connection that they could make, you know? Yeah. And then, and then it just started happening like it just started happening on its own. I started sharing a little bit more about myself online. And then I started focusing on brand photography and that happened very, very organically. And it kind of started off with children's brands first, like brands that were focused on moms and kids. And then from there, it just became like entrepreneurs, like female entrepreneurs, um, because I became almost like wildly obsessed with like showcasing how people kind of do their work, um, Mm -hmm. who they are and to show up authentically there's there's many different ways like we all have many different sides of us we have our side at work and we have our personal side we have our side um like at work it's like what it looks like when we're, you know, planning or at our desk, not meeting anyone, like there's all these different perspectives. And that's what I found um, really intriguing to be able to go down to that level of detail and see that kind of wholesome view of a business and then break it down to capture each component. Cause then together it kind of creates that, that that story. And then it also allows um, the person to talk about their business like all the time without always like selling. Yeah. And it's so
1: important. I know me too. And I'm glad that you saw it for yourself and it helps kind of open your eyes to how that can benefit other people. You know, with the work that Grace and I do with Revolution Her, we feel like we're always pushing the women in our community you need to get yourself out there. You need to tell people your story. So very much aligned, you know, in the same way where we're trying to encourage women to step into their presence and really own who they are and the story they have to tell. Um, And I love as well, like, you know, just even the way you talked about the perspective, you know, if you go onto Natalie's website, um, which, you know, of course we'll, we'll put at the end, but if you go on to Picton Photography's website and you can really see, you've done a really fantastic job of telling the brand stories. And I love that you do that on social media too. So your brand photo shoot is actually not just pictures. You're helping to also tell those stories brands stories. And I, I just think, you know, you've really tied it all together well. You're almost like the fly on the wall that's showing everything that's happening with the business. And um you've done a really good job putting that together. So I'm just going to give you that little kudos. <laughs> I love what you do. Um now I want to talk a little bit more about this authentic side because I can remember um, when I first, you know, I left my teaching career and I first started entering into like the world of freelance business marketing. And I had my first headshot done. It's actually super cheesy. I actually had a, a little cable network show called Small Business Big Dreams, and I literally did the arms crossed, back thing, you know, like <laughs> totally what you would find on photo stock. And I was the most uncomfortable. The pictures, like I threw them out, they didn't look anything like me. And I look back and think, "You know, I wasn't comfortable. That mm-hmm. wasn't me because I'm a normally very comfortable person, but I wasn't comfortable in that situation. So how do you work with your clients to make them feel comfortable so that their true selves come out?
2: yeah. I, I like this is a really um nice question. And when you were asking it, I think about even going to a networking event right? When you meet someone, how do you really make that connection? How do you, you know, deepen that connection? And it's part of it is really making the person feel heard. Um, like, like they matter, they're interesting. So what I like to do when I work with clients is develop that relationship, right? Cause it, cause it really goes both ways. Like I want them to want to work with me and I want to be able to like, Ask them and really connect with them. Like, who are you? Who, like, Mm -hmm. how do you see yourself? Where do you want to go? And genuinely be like interested, right? Mm -hmm. Because we will do the traditional poses, like you mentioned, like we may have the crossing arms leaning against the wall and whatnot. But I think that the difference is that when the person feels seen and heard and really connected with the person that they're working with, there's like, the certain kind of like sparkle in their eyes like they're a little bit more relaxed you know um and i also um go with the flow with how the person is so this is a strategy that i picked that 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 i had to really learn when i worked with with children especially mm. because it's so unpredictable um and it's really flowing with their emotions and that's when we get like the best results but um you know, really having that understanding and awareness that everyone is different and really making everyone feel special is what I try to lean into. And even asking questions like, you know, what do you like to do outside of work? How do you connect with your clients? What are some things that you have in common? Like, how did you get into this? You know, just really, I don't know, I I find that with me, I'm very like personable. So then I I really try to draw on those, those those like little facts like yeah. little moments like little tidbits of like interest that just get someone talking about themselves and that in itself can make someone feel really relaxed like the same thing as going to a networking event if you don't know what to say just ask the person about themselves
1: and, get and just them listen talking,
2: <laughs> you know Um, but that's, you know, and then the person's like, Oh, I feel really connected to that person. It's because they got to talk about themselves. Right. But, you know, it's, it's very, I I think it's like, um, very similar to being on camera. It can become the focus of like what you look like. And there's a lot of thoughts that can run through your mind. Like, Oh, what if I don't look good? What does, you know, but I think just talking and, um, making someone feel special and heard, can really bring out the the like energy,
0: yeah, on camera. I love that. and it's yes it's so important because you're right. And as Maria said about, you know when you've got a photo or you've got photos that you don't particularly like, you're not very comfortable with them. So maybe you can share some of the successes that you've seen um and that you've had with clients. To help them show up authentically and then having those images, how that has actually helped them either grow their business or grow their social media following, depending on what it is that they're looking for in order to to show that authenticity.
2: Yeah. So I do this. There's there's many different approaches. Um, I find that uh when I'm working with people, everyone is different, right? So for example, I could just talk to someone and talk it out and maybe they're very expressive and they'll tell me but not everyone is like that so then I'll also have a questionnaire where I'll ask questions Um, many questions some of them are the same but asked in different ways to really dive deeper on how they want to you know see themselves how they want to portray themselves their mood their vibe who their audience is like I really need to understand everything and who they're speaking to, because that will really drive how a person will show up, right? And if someone is a little bit more uncomfortable and in their shell, then if I don't um, have perspective of what's going on in their head, then then I can't help bring that out. And then I'll, I will also ask questions like, do they have anything coming up launching? So that we can kind of start to target some of the images around that And then in terms of showing up um, authentically, it's really like, I find that when someone knows what to expect, it eases some of that worry and pressure as well. So I do a lot of upfront planning. And I think some of that is because I was a like project manager, right? So I like Um, like I'll ask all the questions I'll create this branding playbook and it maps out the stories the shot list there's a timeline and I tell them this is the plan we're going to follow loose like you know this is pretty much what we're going to follow but on the actual shoot day like just trust that I'm going to guide and direct you and anything else that comes up we're like we're gonna go with the flow and make
0: it happen yeah it's just being open isn't it I guess as well
2: Yeah. And then I find that um, because clients have already released all those thoughts and know that it's taken care of, it's on paper, you know, they've, some people want to send me their Pinterest boards or visuals, like I will ask for everything. And then depending on the personality of that person, they will respond, you know, Um, and then give me what they want to share it kind of in their, um, like, And then I find that on the photo shoot day, people will also be like, oh, I was thinking about this. I'm like, okay, let's do it, right? And then we'll just go. And uh, so then um, I find that it results in, for example, there is a client who is launching a new, like, academy, right? So then she wanted to have some celebration pictures, she wanted to have power poses and we really flowed with that. Like we we um really talked about what that would look like and then I find that now that she's using those pictures in her launches, it's it's so full of like power and determination and we really covered off all of the different scenarios like the celebration, what it looks like to work with her, uh, covering all the different parts of her launch, that she has some sort of like imagery to tie to it. And um, yeah, I just find that it really helps people to launch with like confidence.
0: Yeah.
1: I love that. I love that. And I think that's such a big piece, right? Because for any entrepreneurs who are listening out there, that can be the scariest thing when you're looking to put your face out there. Like it's, it's really hard to step into that confidence. And so to know that you're giving it to them and in so many different ways, I mean, Grace and I, you know, talk about this all the time. Photos are one thing, but then videos are a whole other thing. And so you've been able to, you know, capture that side with the photos. And I've seen some of your clients then take those photos and make reels, right? And um, there's just so much you can do with really good photography. So I'm really excited to hear that. All right. So Let's chat a little bit about some of the strategies that um, you help other women use in order to help tap into what makes them that authentic version of themselves. What do you get them to do? Give us a little sight.
2: Yeah. So let me see here. I find that this this may sound a bit woo, but I just realized that right now that I actually tap into visualization a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I'll be like, okay, so imagine that you are meeting with your client or imagine that you're at work or you're starting to plan your day. How would it look like? Um, and then and then I just kind of flow through, getting them to settle into that mode, that feeling. And just and then I s- capture it. <laughs> so, but I but I talk through and I'll ask questions and then I'll be like, okay, so what does it look like when you um, are talking to a client and like and then we'll always kind of line up that scenario. Like I would have a a client, you know, a, a like mock up client there, but and then I let them kind of roll with it. You know, like there's a little bit of role playing, Um, but I find that a little bit of visualization in that way really helps. And because I've taken the time to understand their business, I could speak to them in a language that communicates that I know their business. It's not like, oh, um, what do you do? Can you show me now? It's more like, okay, so now that you're starting your day, because I know that there may be a service based business and then they're into journaling, you know, so I know all that backstory. So I find that that really helps. And then also just like communicating the entire time. So I'll show the back of the camera. I will share with them what things look like. And I'll also take time to adjust any little details. um, Let's say their their shirt, their hair or whatnot, you know, and really take notice so that I can make those little adjustments for them. But I find that showing the back of the camera is also really great. And just really using words of encouragement Mm -hmm. um, really helps right? So I'm almost acting as their like cheerleader, I guess. Um, and also, if if I see that they're feeling uncomfortable, then kind of similar approach to what I do when I'm working with children, I'll transition quickly to something else. So <laughs> we won't dwell right. on that, you know, particular pose topic area too much. And let's move on to something else. And, you know, um, so that they can kind of take their mind off of it. Um But yeah, so like I feel that pretty much the strategy is because there's the overall plan, both of us are on the same page with what's going to happen. And then from there, it's just a lot like, you know, allowing me to to guide them through that experience. Um, And then since I know their business, then I can really kind of guide
1: them through it. And I'd love to, when you, I've I've only ever worked with one photographer that wouldn't let me see the back of the camera. And it actually instantly made me feel like I couldn't trust what he was taking. It was the only male photographer I've ever worked with. And I was like, this isn't working for me. This makes me really uncomfortable. Like I, I need to see, I'm super type A, I need to see if this is working. So, um, you know, what I love, that it sounds like you're so flexible as well. And, and, you know, you're able to work with your clients to make them feel comfortable. And and that should always come first, I think. Um, so I love that you shared that. Yeah. Ah, uh, It's very exciting work and a very, I would say, a, takes a very patient person <laughs> from what I can <laughs> tell. Um, have there ever been any times where you've thought, oh, this is not going the way I want it to go? And how have you Kind of come out the other side of that.
2: Ooh, that's that's a good question. Okay, so there there was. It it does take a lot to get a reaction out of me when I'm at work. Like even (laughs) when I was at the bank, I was always told that I was very diplomatic. You know, um, being a project manager, there's so many things that can go like awry. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe stakeholders are like, you know what? Like I don't know, timelines changing, whatever. And then for me to have to bring it back to the team, you know, I always. Was able to kind of keep my cool and then same with photo shoots um there's a lot that can you know kind of there's there's a lot of factors that can cause reactions right mm-hmm. so it could be like timeliness late um mood or whatnot um, and then i think that there is one branding shoot that i did that had a lot of children models There is a lot of kid (laughs) models and I pride myself on being pretty good on working with families and kids, people of all ages. And um, there was just this this one hour that it was extremely chaotic. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to (laughs) work. Like, oh my gosh. And I have never like, that was the first time that I've ever kind of admitted to like defeat in a way. So I just had to kind of let that moment pass and I kind of looked around observed and I was like, okay, this is a scenario. It's not how I had planned or imagined it. And there is risk of not getting what we had planned for, for this segment. So what can I do? Which child can I work with while the other ones, you know, not working out. So I had to just improvise and kind of take a step back, pause and just do what I could and work with what I felt could work. Yeah. And then that's it. And just let it go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so funny. They always say, don't work with animals and children, don't they? <laughs> so I guess that's why. <laughs> yeah. And I love how, you know, I mean, you touched on it earlier on where you talked about um, having those different perspectives. And sometimes, you know, I think when we're trying to create an image of what our business is or, or who we are, we... Maybe sometimes in our own minds, want to portray where we want to go, and maybe not where we are right now. And I love how, being an expert in what you do, you've been able to identify that. Can you share the story about when, um, when that when you were doing a photo shoot for a, a woman that had her own business, but her children were in the background, and so you encouraged the children to be part of the photo shoot because that was part of who she is and that's part of her life like can you share some of those stories that you've you've done yeah for sure um
2: so sometimes I'll do um photo shoots for influencers who yeah. have like kids but their profile is kind of more focused on the whole family life so I remember I was like well can we do some of just just you She's like just me why <laughs> I'm like hmm well, because you're the glue that holds it all together. And, you know, you are a personal brand, like people actually want to get to know you. And she's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So then um, we did. So then she was with her family and it was actually a photo shoot with her extended family as well, um, because they needed some content that they, you know, for their account. And um, when I work with, with kids, I I work really quickly so we did the family portion really quick she's like oh my gosh that was so quick and then we did some of her and then her kids were running around you know and some of them her kids jumped in the shot and we actually embraced that and those are some of the the like best images you know like there's even one of her um, son for example um, standing behind her and trying to like lift up her shirt and doing funny faces and I decided to include that in the gallery just just for laughs and it was the one that she like posted and loved to to showcase because it was so like real yeah exactly oh interesting you know so that really shed some light on what people liked to showcase as well so then that was a huge learning for me I was like okay And same with when I do branding um, photos for like mom-based or like kid-based brands. Working with kids is unpredictable, but some of the best shots that the brand owner ended up using are the ones that were like, where the kids' expressions were just so wild and we just (laughs) caught whatever we could and, you know, it wasn't plans and those were like the best ones. So I really learned to like embrace that. But also um, if, if the moms have their kids, they are like encouraging, like whatever happens, happens. So I always say that, like, we're going to go with the flow and whatever happens, happens and it's going to be great.
1: Yeah. Yeah, But that's, you know, I think, you know, out of all the, the shoots that I've done between family, branding, all of it, you know, personal headshots, the ones that are taken off the cuff where I'm not thinking about my smile and I'm not thinking about how people are standing and I'm not. You know, overthinking it all, those tend to be the ones that are the nicest, you know, most authentic, and the ones we use, same thing. So I love that you're able to um, tap into that for your clients and really help them see that, you know, it doesn't have to be perfect to be beautiful. Right. So I love that. Oh my goodness. And the work that you do is so important, Natalie. Uh, you know, for any women out there who are listening, what would be your starting entry for them if they wanted to start working with you as a photographer? Um,
2: I would say that um, getting a batch of images to showcase yourself and tell your story is really the starting point. Whether you're working in corporate or have your own business, you just need to at least have a, a, a like headshot. Mm-hmm. Right. So, because I find that no matter what stage of our career that we're in, people are trying to look you up. <laughs> so, you got to at least have some sort of profile image and having like a good LinkedIn headshot, let's say, just kind of adds a little bit of credibility to who you are and just showcases that, you know, you mean business. So, a headshot for sure. And then I always encourage personal branding images because. There's so many different ways that you can use them. Let's say, um, you know, even if you don't own your own business and you're working for corporate, I find that it was always very admirable. I remember the the, the director in our department, he would write monthly articles on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's so wise. <laughs> Showcasing his expertise. He has these personal branding images. That is amazing, you know? But even as entrepreneurs, like... Anytime we're sharing information, putting ourselves out there, if you have some sort of imagery to go along with it, it just helps to make the messaging stronger. So having a small batch of images, although you may not think that you'll need it, will go a long way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think what's really important too, for anyone listening, that's been humming and hawing about doing something like a brand photography shoot or a personal uh, photo shoot is the idea that when you have a bank of photos, even if your hairstyle changes, you know, like not too drastically, but you know, your hairstyle may change. Um, different things may change over a year or two. But I've got images that I still use from three or four years ago. Um, as long as they still look like me and they still represent me, and I feel like that's something to consider too. You don't necessarily have to book a new session every year. Um, and I not to say they shouldn't book with you every year, but I love that there's options, right? You don't have to feel like this is something, if it's outside of your comfort zone, that you need to do it all the time.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I would just say, like, just getting started is, is, is the first step. And then from there, you kind of, like, know intuitively when to go again. Like, people will be like, oh, the last time I got my photo updated was, you know, 2018. And I'll look like that. Like, you just know right? Yeah. And then you just get the nudge and then you go again, but like kind of getting your foot wet and getting started is the best thing. And people will ask like, when is the best time? I feel like I need to lose weight. N- you know, it's always a good time. I would say mm-hmm. just, just go for it. And then, um, yeah. It should be fun. Fun.
1: Yeah. yeah. It should be fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, this was yeah. so great chatting with you. We're not done yet. So don't, <laughs> don't go anywhere yet. But before we head into our rapid fire questions, which Grace is going to kick off. I just want to know what's next for you. What's what do you have coming up that we can help to support?
2: Yes. Okay. So I love photography and I love working with people in person and helping them feel like confident in front of the camera. And I find that I also love to like, I don't know, teach, you know, just kind of help whether that's mentoring or running workshops. So that is something that I want to start um, doing in the near future, just to help people get started online, like just getting comfortable with the whole notion of like showing up. Okay. I love awesome.
0: it. That's a, it's a good place to start there too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay we're going to jump into the rapid fire now so these are just light-hearted questions you can go as deep as you like or just one word answers whatever you feel comfortable doing so um my first question is if you had a theme song what would it be oh first thing that pumps into your mind whether it's a song that gets you going in the morning or maybe it's something you listen to to wind down at the end of the day
2: uh um I think that The first, this sounds so cheesy, but, um, there's a reel that I posted today and the song that goes with it is don't, don't quit your daydream. Oh, yeah. And I've actually used this song on, on two different reels. I don't know. I just repeated the song and it gets me every time because it's really talking about like, go for your dream, go for what you want, even though it feels scary, even though it may feel like fearful and, um yeah just the whole lyrics of it and everything just
1: I don't know it just moves me. We need all to right. do a playlist of all these songs.
0: there's me some really too. good ones in there. I'm telling <laughs> you everyone's oh love it.
1: okay, we'll go find that one. All right. Yeah. my question next what does self-care mean for you? Oh
2: self-care honestly is something that I believe is a work in progress and that should be a work in progress for everyone and it took me a long time to really understand what that means for me Um, I remember when I was at the bank self-care for me looked like you know after work doing different courses and then also I would go for acupuncture all the time because I was always so stressed and then right now self-care for me at this point in time in my life with with kids um, when they wake up it's very busy so self-care for me looks like waking up before they wake up so now I actually wake up sometime between five and six in the morning have time to myself and um, I used to come downstairs in the basement where my desk is and do work but now that time I just focused on doing something for me so it's like movement or meditation and what I've um, actually started doing is laying out my like workout clothes um, down in my like home gym so that it's ready so when I come downstairs it's actually there like I have no excuse so I can change out of my pjs and into my workout clothes because when I wake up in the morning I have to be like like a, like ninja. So I have to like tiptoe, make sure I don't wake up anyone (laughs) because if the kids hear a sound, they'll probably wake up and follow me. Um, so I find that having that time to myself really important. And then also acknowledging that, um, because I like to work very intensely, like I have like intense periods and then I'll take a break that I needed to schedule in, like a a spa day. That's my, my thing that I really like. Mm -hmm. So for example, there is a body blitz in Toronto and I had bought a waters card. So I found I really enjoy I really enjoyed water therapies. So that's something that I'm trying out right now, leaning into, or I may visit like day spas or go to an overnight, but those are the things that kind of make me happy. Yeah. So I lean into that a lot. And then also, um, I am an introvert, but I also love to connect with people. So recognizing that, then I'll maybe schedule in a like lunch or some sort of connection point or meeting with people um, every so often so that it just keeps me kind of fueled up.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that you recognize that your self-care, um, what 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 self-care means to you changes. So I think that that's, that's so important. We need to give ourselves that permission that if something's not serving us, then we need to, then we can try something else and move on. And so you've had different self-care routines for different parts of your different stages of your life. I think that's amazing. So hats off to you for, for recognizing that and, and leaning into it. Yeah. Well done. Is it my turn for a question? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, What is on your bucket list? Oh, oh, my God. The gosh. personal one, not the business one. I've been really into
2: travel, like yeah. dreaming of just seeing the world and taking my kids to see, for example, Egypt. Like, I would love to see the pyramids. Yeah. I would love to go to like Glastonbury. I'm doing some like inner temple mystery school with Rebecca Campbell. Oh, she's yeah. She's an author and she's based in Glastonbury, but she just talks about the like, you know, the like wells and like these, I don't know, just these like mystical spaces in Glastonbury I'm like oh I would love to go there um and I love Hawaii we went there for our honeymoon so I want to go back like I just my bucket list honestly is to see the world yeah I love
0: it I'm a big traveler too I love the idea of travel and going traveling I don't go as much as I'd like but um
1: yeah oh that's awesome that's awesome love that too all right uh it's me what's one tradition you want to pass down to your kids
2: oh I think that it's really tapping into self-care and believing in themselves so having that um having that habit of doing something for themselves in the morning I don't know if it's a, like a tradition per se sure. but I feel that it's it's helped me so much. And I could see like my son is in that stage where it's all about his friends. Right. So he puts them first, but it's so easy for him to forget about who he is. And he's so young. And I was like, Oh, what if I could teach? I don't know. What if I could teach him to do something for (laughs) himself in the morning? That'd be really cool. Um, But yeah, I think that would be a really great thing to pass on. Was it something that was modeled for you when you were younger? No, it's something that I really had to learn like myself. Um, okay. and to cultivate that like self-love. So it's like, why not save someone else time mm-hmm. in learning how to do that by teaching it or embodying it? You know, like it's just it took me decades to learn how to lean into doing things for myself and what that meant. And yeah. like that never like occurred to me to do 20 years ago.
0: Yeah. It's important. Gosh. So um, do you do you have a, like a favorite book? Have you read it? What's any good books that you've read recently that you'd like to recommend or share something that's made an impact or left a mark and
2: that you've yes. read? So I've been really into the Rebecca Campbell books. I find that there's just uh, like the way that she writes is just very soulful and uplifting. So there's a series of books. One of them that I love is Letters to a Star seed. and it's really just like short one pager or two pager topics that she writes about, and it really speaks to your soul. And it's various kind of topics and subjects, but I just love how it just makes things feel—I don't know—very attainable in terms of how we can better ourselves. Yep. Um, yeah, I,
0: I would like really that. recommend. Awesome. Let's we'll check yeah. that out. Yeah,
1: not I've not heard of Rebecca Campbell. Okay. Um, that's another one on my list. Okay. Um and this is your last question. So, no pressure. But what is your word for this year? Ooh. My word for
2: this year is I had a word. <laughs> I completely forgot it. <laughs>
1: <I'm sitting laughs> it's here and it's not your like, word.
2: <laughs> I'm like, what did I say? Um well in this word,
1: moment what would it be?
2: The the first word that came up was ease and I think that my word I said was align so like alignment okay. and the reason why I said that like as my word for the year is because just like how I spoke about like self-care changes depending on the the stage and season that you are in life I feel that right now I'm at a point in my business it's it's established but there's also so much more to work on. But also my like personal life is shifting and changing and, and my family life and the demands of it continues to mm-hmm. change, which means that I'm changing and that my business may not be able to operate in the same way continuously because there's always going to be these shifts and change changes that are going on. So kind of embracing that, knowing that, okay... You know, things are changing in my family life. So then the way that I work may no longer align. So how can I bring that into alignment? does it mean I have to slow down, change the way I work, work with different people, you know. So I'm allowing myself to kind of step into that, to realign, to find more ease and understanding like what that means. Because it is definitely shifting how I work. Yeah.
1: I love that you're able to give yourself that grace to know that things will change and ebb and flow. That seems yeah. to be the story of our lives too. You know what? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> we have it all figured out and then life yeah. just throws everything upside down again. So
2: Yes, exactly. Um,
1: it is it is that flow that a lot of us need. So that's a good strong word. Both of them. Yeah. Both yeah. those words. This has been awesome. Yeah, you're always such a pleasure to chat with, and I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that for anyone who's been listening, you know, I know you can't see Natalie, um, but truly, you are just you like glow this calm and this, (laughs) you know, ease about you. Actually, it's an ease. So, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful that anyone who's listening can hear that in your voice and in our voices too, because you're just such a pleasure to chat with. So, oh, thank you. We loved having you here on the show and we're hoping that everyone has found some really good tips on how to be more authentically themselves. If you heard some tips and advice that you think will be helpful for another woman in your life, please feel free to share this episode and more information about Natalie because the more that we can uplift one another and share uh, our successes, the more we can all be successful as women. So until then, we hope to see you on our next uh, podcast episode. And until then, Natalie, we'll be watching. We can't wait to see what's next for you too. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.